How are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by Mindbloom. So the Russians have lost themselves a strategic partner, and it's going to be Kazakhstan. I've been there one time, possibly twice. No, I've been there twice for sure, maybe three times. Let me think about this for a sec. Two times. I've been there twice. I've been there twice, in and out. So I went there the first time. It was really, really, really cold, so cold that I just remember looking up, and there was mountains everywhere. I don't know where I was. I was on a small camp, and in, I remember I went to go take a piss outside in a urinal, and there was like six inches of frozen piss all over the seats, when you would breathe, your, your your breath would literally freeze the under bottom of your glass. It was like really miserable. Terrible place to live, to be honest with you. It was terrible. But I did get M&Ms before I hopped on a uh, C-130 to fly into Afghanistan. I do remember grabbing those. I was like, I don't know when the last time I'll see M&Ms is. I landed at another bigger base. I was like, oh, God, there's M&Ms everywhere. So. And then we went to an even smaller camp where I never saw M&Ms the rest of the year. Anyway, random thoughts with me. Not only did I lose that partner, okay, but that, this partner decided to jump ship and come hang out with the, the United States. Now they're with us, I guess. Now, the U.S. and Russia did talk for about 10 minutes at this just G20 conference that happened today. Nothing came of it. The U.S. is relaying some information that, of course, wasn't accepted. They continued to call for, uh, what is it, the Russians to end its war of aggression and to withdraw from Ukraine for the sake of an international peace and economic stability, which we all know the Russians care very, very little about peace and economy. They don't, they don't really care. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch over to China. I, I forgot to mention something for a second. Now, Chinese satellites are actually helping um, the Russians inside of Ukraine, apparently, not just the Russians, the Wagners, this, this, this company called Spacity, they're aiding the, the Wagner group, the, this proxy war we're, we're currently fighting right now. It, it's, it seems like it's growing and expanding week by week. The Chinese are a little bit more involved, a little bit more invested every single day. This week, it, was, it, was, it wasn't just giving up uh, arms, or excuse me, <laughs> not just arms, but plate carriers and, and non-lethal aid. Now it's going to be arms and munitions, and now they're giving them satellite resources and just a little bit more and more and more. And, and I could find out something else about a, another little partner of theirs is Iran. Iran is also fairly close to having the ability to make a, a nuke. We do know this. They're so close. It's like 80 some percent or something like that. Now they're asking for S-400 air defense systems as well from Russia. This is actually going to put Israel in a very, very strange spot because Israel officials are going to have to make up their mind if they should strike sooner rather than later due to the new nuclear program Iran has. Because right now, uh, a top Pentagon official, yes, I love when they say that, has put out and put this to Congress the, just two days ago or yesterday, I think it was two days ago, that Iran could make enough fissile material for a nuclear bomb in just 12 days. That's pretty big. So, I don't know. Awkward point right there for Israel and Iran tensions because we already know what side we're going to take and we already know what side Iran is on. I keep telling you guys, we're teetering. We're teetering in some weird little spot. I'm telling you, it's going to blow up at some point. Like, literally, it's going to blow up at some point in all of our faces. And we're going to be sitting here. Uh, well, I'm going to be sitting inside of my room and I won't even know what to tell you guys. I, say, I told you so. Now, I, I know we talked about this American trader the other day. Now, this guy, oh, how do I want to put this? This guy was a nut job. Uh, I'm a communist, I'm an anti-fascist, and uh, we have to fight fascism everywhere. He went to Ukraine to apparently make his way into Russia via fighting in Ukraine. Very strange. Now, more stuff has come out on this guy, which is just honestly so wild and crazy. You guys are not going to believe this. I know I know for a fact a lot of you guys are not going to believe this. You're just not going to. It's even hard for me to fathom. Now, he first apparently showed up inside of Ukraine, claimed he was a priest, but then he spelled it incorrectly on his, his vest. Uh, he then pissed on the equipment and the vehicles, got drunk multiple times, had like a keg or something in his back. I don't know, really strange. Really strange stories. 
And then he was told he was going to get arrested. And then he attempted to fight the Ukrainians and knock them out. He tried to do this, okay? Then they put him inside of a house under guard. And he then jumped out of a window, stole a woman's clothes from a neighboring house. I know this is going down a really weird path here. As they're looking for this guy, it comes out that he had actually came out and, and, and confided with some of his men when he was over there that he was once a part of ISIS. He was fighting in Syria, then was able to smuggle himself back into the United States. <laughs> it's hard for me to even say this. Smuggle himself back into the United States. While back inside the United States, he was hiding from the law. He then got involved in meth in a biker gang that he owed a bunch of money to. He then forced himself on the leader of the biker gang's daughter, then got her pregnant, hoping for the leader of the biker gang wouldn't come after her or do anything to him. But apparently that didn't pan out too well. Then he fled off to Ukraine. I know this is really hard to follow. Just, just bear with me. And it seems like I'm, I'm on a Netflix story. And it's really strange. It just, oh my God. Can, can you insert like a little clip of this guy at the end of this, this little piece? I really want them to, I don't know if they remember this. They have to. If you guys are new here, it's just it's wild. Down at me and all the boys. That's so y'all. Anyway, he was then uh, found inside of another town. We're back inside of Ukraine, by the way. Found inside of another crown, stealing women's clothes, running around screaming, help me baby Jesus, over and over and over again while they're getting mortared. This is very strange. I, it's just, this is weird. And then it gets even better. He gets apprehended again by the same people, removed from the area where he then joins another group uh, for a bit. And then finds his way, I think, into Istanbul, and then off to Russia. I, I, I don't know. I've never been more confused on a story. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, and he switched religions like 10 different times when he was over there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a weird story. Anyway, not shocking from an infantryman inside the U.S. Army. A lot of you guys out there that, are, that were in, you guys know what kind of stuff we saw. When it comes to some of the people that get enlisted, you're like, what the, how did you even get past MEPS? Why, why did that even happen? Oh, hey, big, big deal. I found out I went to the doctor today. And uh, speaking about MEPS, you remember when they, they make, I don't know if they make you still do this. You have to drop your pants and bend over and cough and do that kind of stuff. Well, come to find out, the whole finger in the butt thing actually doesn't work as a younger man when you're trying to check. It isn't. Apparently, now they just draw blood. So apparently, I had a finger shoved at my rear end when I was younger for no reason. That kind of bothered me when I found that out today. <laughs> just want to throw that one out there. Found that out. I literally said, to the, I said, what the? F are you kidding me? I might, the doctor I had when I had to go to get a physical that time, I was 20, I think I was 20 years old, or maybe I might have been 19. He had the fingers like a carrot. His carrot, he had the freaking, I mean, they were just fat. Like, he had been picking up logs his entire life. Put a little, oh my God, I'll never forget that. I will never forget that moment in my life. <laughs> wow, what a weird little, uh, what a weird little transition there, Charles. <laughs> now, if you guys ever struggle with anxiety or depression, I got something for you guys. I do. I always have. I have for a long time. Actually, ever since I came back from our, 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 um, not Iraq, really, Afghanistan really kind of jacked me up a little bit. So I do know a little bit about, about anxiety, just a tad. But you can ask my wife. She loves my anxiety moments and, and that she loves it. This is an emotional roller coaster for me at times. Now, there's no quick fix for anxiety and depression, but it's not like finding a new therapist or starting an exercise routine. Not more or regular meditation is going to help either a better diet, okay? Sometimes you need a quick like something to unlock your brain, like a new way of thinking about this whole world we live in. Like maybe something that is guided ketamine therapy from Mindbloom. Now there's a new tool to improve your mental health at home ketamine therapy. Mindbloom is a leader at home ketamine therapy, having safely helped thousands of people overcome their anxiety and depression. Unlike traditional talk therapy, ketamine works quickly and does not have the unpleasant side effects of traditional antidepressants. And I can tell you guys right now, I was on antidepressants when I came back from Afghanistan and they made me zombie out. 
So I never, I haven't taken them. I've taken them like seven, seven issues, seven years now. Now in a study over 1200 mind bloom clients, 89% of them reported improvements inside of their anxiety and depression after two sessions. Right now, mind bloom is offering a hundred dollars to our listeners off your first six sessions program. When you guys sign up right now at mindbloom.com forward slash Rob, use promo code Rob. There'll be a link at the very top of the description. All you gotta do is go to mindbloom.com forward slash Rob and use promo code Rob to save a hundred dollars off your first six sessions. Take the first step and break free from your anxiety and depression with mind bloom mindbloom.com forward slash rob use promo code rob now we have the russians making some more wild claims as well okay shocking i know their foreign ministry claiming that they're worried that ukraine okay of all people ukraine may use radioactive materials brought in from odessa in order to stage something in transnistria okay so we're staging now they, they're saying you know what ukraine's going to invade this, this, this area, along with Moldova. They're going to go over and they're going to take it over. It's coming in from the Black Sea. I, I don't know. This is so goofy. And not only this, but they're calling this recent attack that just happened a few hours ago, by the way, a terrorist attack, which could possibly lead to something much larger. Yes, giving them the headline, they're actually needing to ramp this thing up, kind of like that doctor did back when I was like 19, just trying to ramp it up as much as he possibly could. You know what I mean? That's what they're trying to do. They had this, 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 this group, it's called the Anti-Putin Russian Volunteer Corps. Yes, they had to use the longest freaking name possible they could. This is who it is. They're claiming responsibility for the attack. They did. They also posted some videos about it, which you know what I'll share with you guys here in a second. But Russian State TV is actually saying that these men, like these men crossed the border inside of Russia and staged some terrorist attacks on the local villages. Yes, very strange that they use terrorist as the word when these, these men are attacking this village, okay? Because... What has Russia been doing in Ukraine for the last year? The same thing. Yes, and Putin went on live TV afterwards and called them terrorist experts. I'll show you guys that as well. Uh, he also made sure to throw it out there that the, the group was in fact targeting civilians. Just won't say that. Now, after watching both of those videos, I don't know if it's a, it's a bit difficult for me to believe that these these guys are Russians playing as Ukrainians, trying to cause like some sort of issues. I really, it's kind of hard. I think it's actually men that actually crossed the border. I really do. Seems more like a, a rogue unit that would have got like a wild hair up the rear end and wanted to go do some like Rambo things on the opposite side of the border. Now, if this is the case, now I am sure Putin will in fact use this as a it's like an advantage to his advantage possibly somehow wanted to do something with it i would if i was again gonna say like maybe throwing like rockets back over the border like he always does like ah oh, my name is putin i like throwing rockets that's what he pretty much does таких которые сегодня совершили очередной террористический акт очередное преступление but you know what don't worry the russians aren't coming to occupy a single thing not a single one мы не собираемся никого оккупировать мы собираемся освобождать now, using this guy's thought process here, this, the same thing can be said for the group that went to those small Russian villages. They apparently are going to attempt to free the civilians from Putin's grip and get them to rise up and fight. Yes, this sounds like an extremist-type mindset, but it's literally the same mindset the Russians are currently using, is it not? Come on, is it not? Now, we do have the Russians... I mean, this is the first time we've actually seen this. The Russians are claiming, like, like coming to their senses for once... There is a chance that Russia could lose this war. Это действительно ситуация, которая, ну да, она грозит. Now, this seriously is the first time I have heard anyone come on this show and be able to actually make this claim. Him saying this, 
that they're not prepared for what is happening inside of Ukraine, of course, could be correct and is correct. And him claiming that they can't win because of them being disorganized, because they are. That is also very correct. Единство Запада. Мы все время говорим о том, что Запад вот-вот сейчас развалится, что там какие-то эти... Now, this guy actually might be old enough to remember what happened back in 1918. I, I don't know. He, he knows what happens in the 80s, for sure. 1918? Eh, possibly. But the problem with Russia is, there's their egos. It's always been there. Their inability to understand that they have, they have a weakness. They have to have a weakness. Everybody has a weakness. Everybody does. I've got plenty of them. Charles has got none, though. My camera guy's got no weaknesses. He's got red hair, though, so that's a weakness. <laughs> They never lose their mind, though. That's their thing. They never lose inside of their mind. They're always winning, which, of course, if that was the case, they would have taken Kharkiv, or they would have held Kyrgyzstan, or they would have taken Kiev in three days. But remember, they didn't want to. It wasn't their goal to take it. They just wanted to, you know what, kind of hit the Ukrainians in the face and run. No, it was not the case, because they're human, and they lose. They're not gods, but they think they're gods. So now we're going to be looking at Bakhmut it, that like whole as a whole. This is pretty much it. Now, I'm going to tell you guys, Bakhmut could be a... Bad thing for Ukraine if they go about it the, the wrong way, which I, I believe this could be the case. If they're going about it the wrong way, which I don't know if they are, but I'm going to tell you, if, if they are, then they might be in for a little bit of trouble, I guess. So the Russians have taken some chunks. This chunk right here, all the way through here, has been taken over the last 48 hours. Okay, now that we know that, they are pushing down through here. This is the first time this, this town has been attacked. It's on the very outer edge of the northern side of Bakhmut. That's the first time this area has been attacked, and it's now under attack right now. The only route in and out of there, I guess what, is to that same city, or same, same, same city, same city, same city, which means the Russians are now having access to this route. So I don't want to call this the full encirclement is coming very close to happening, but it is. Not only are they doing well, the Russians, that is, on the northern side of the city, they've taken a very large chunk on the eastern side as well. They close this gap on the southern side, and they are advancing over here in the northeastern side of the country, or side of the city, excuse me. The only part where they're not like gaining a lot of ground is on this northern edge of the city, which I don't think is one they're too concerned about right now. I think they're more concerned about, which I told you guys this for weeks and weeks, this main road right here. This is going to be the only route in and out. So you know what? The Russians, they don't need to push through the city as a whole. The only thing they need to do, the only thing they need to do is close this gap off. Come all the way down and close it. Guess what? They don't need to sit there. They can literally starve them out in the middle of the city. That, 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 that legitimately is what they're going, that's what that they're attempting to do right now. They have not made any advancements here on the southern side. So, Bakhmut as a whole, if the Ukrainians are throwing a ton of men into this area and trying to hold it, which I don't know if that's the case, I'm not sitting there on the ground, I'm just having to give you guys some idea of what I could find out. Try to give you the best, I guess, assumption is the best way to put it, but we know by set of assumptions. They make an ass out of you and me, Okay. Now, if Russia is just pounding this area, which they are, just through the winter, the winter months, this is all they've been focused on is Bakhmut as a whole, okay? They're saving all the reserves for the other areas. They've not been pushing. They've been focused so heavily on this area. They're hyper-focused. they got blinders on right now. This is the Russians. The only reason I can really think this, this to be the case, for one, winter months are struggling. Over the next month, it's going to change. Things are going to warm up. It's going to become sloppy. But after that, guess what happens? It's just going to ramp way back up. Is what's going to happen. It really is. Actually, I say over the next month. It may not even be over the next month. The weather right now is going to be changing over there dramatically, depending on what God really wants to happen. That's pretty much who controls everything in the world. That's pretty much what's going to happen, I believe, over the next month. I'm going to say, I'm going to give you guys four to six weeks. Four to six weeks right there. Bakhmut, hyper-focus. Hopefully the Ukrainians are exfilling out of this city, in a sense, 
Because I don't know if holding Bakhmut itself, you, you can't win a war by just looking at the cities as a whole. You got you got to you got to win two pick and choose your battles. They pick and chose all their battles so far pretty damn well. Mariupol was a loss, not a big deal. Kherson, big win, massive win. All everywhere else, pretty much I can literally name off a ton of other cities all the way through there, little towns. What what what's to say that Bakhmut not be the other, I don't know. Kherson. I what what if it is? What if, what if in the next six months we're going to look back and like, my God, they blew right through Bachman and took it back. But I do know right now the Wagner have a lot of uh, influence in the area and they have been pushing through. And it looks like a complete rubble fest is what it looks like. That's what Bachman looks like right now. That's, that's my thoughts on it. Right now, the Russians are pushing down, trying to pinch off and close off that, uh, that last route in and out of the city. And I think they're going to attempt to do so fairly quick but thank you so much for hanging out with me i'll get you guys tomorrow in that episode if you guys love me so much uh i guess i'll see you then